Indeed, there are more questions than answers, like that exact crucial moment on a first date when you realise you would rather be at home watching TV with your cat. This is our Valentine's Day special. Yay! It's actually today. <laughs> Have we been deluged with chocolates and cards and presents and a large parcel alcohol. of disappointment? Lots of <laughs> regrets. You're drowning regrets. You're drowning your sorrows. I want to give a big shout out. This is actually the seventh anniversary today as well of the tartar sauce that's in my fridge at the moment. So lots of celebrations mm -hmm. taking place on this very day. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed picks and pulls on her unconscious mind. Let's hear what she's snoring tonight. Love is in the air. Everywhere I look around. I thought that was happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Funny you should say that. There are several people's birthdays today. I'm going to give a shout out to my cousin Catherine. It's her oh, birthday today. Happy Hello. birthday. Many people, apparently, as it turns out, have their birthday on Valentine's Day, which suggests there was a lot of shenanigans taking place at the beginning of the summer. The sun comes out, the snow thaws. People put their shorts on, you get the sun on the back of your neck, <laughs> camping holidays, fresh air, outside cinema, picnics, 14th of February. Little baby. Oh, remind me not to go on a picnic. No, we shall bear that in mind. Mm. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. 
She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also a producer and sound engineer. Sometimes Heather checks her block list on Facebook to see how her prisoners are doing. Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> I had lots of them. You have many prisoners, do you? Yeah. Holding them all hostage. Yeah. Blocked on Facebook. Absolutely. All those prisoners from around the country that yeah. are sending you inappropriate things in the mail. Or maybe appropriate. Or appropriate. Yeah. It's all about perspectives, isn't it, on Valentine's Day? This is mm. the thing. Yes. You can actually go to jail a tight end and come out as a wide receiver in this country. Did you know that? A little bit there for us sports fans, for those of you that are listening. <laughs> That like baseball, mm -mm. so good news for everyone <laughs> there. Mm -mm. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corrie. She was born and raised in Mora, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Sometimes Michelle drinks water just to surprise her liver. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Hello. That just sounds surprise. Funny. Wait, oh no! Good God, ah. quick! Oh, the pain, stabbing pain. <laughs> Wow. It's also Sliff Day today. Sliff Day. S-L-I-F. Sorry, Liver, it's Friday. Sliff oh, Day. Oh, yeah. All around the world. It's our Valentine's Day special, and husbands and wives are similar to livers and kidneys, do you not think? Yes. The husband is the liver, the wife is the kidney. If the liver fails, the kidney fails. If the kidney fails, liver manages with another kidney. <gasps> What's to think about there? Much to ruminate on. Nathan's not in the studio right now. I don't know where he is. I've got a good idea. I'm going to share this with you. Oh, mm. boy. Today, a year ago, Nathan asked a really beautiful friend out on a date. And today, he asked her to marry him. And uh, she said no on both times, unfortunately. So, <laughs> he's not here at the moment. It's a little bit disappointing Aww. for everybody. Yeah, true enough. I will say this. We were on the news. Let me get this straight out there. It was touch and go whether we would even have a show tonight. Yeah. Wyndham actually appeared on the news yesterday or the day before. We've had blizzard conditions, oh. severe weather warning. This is why people don't want to live in Minnesota and the Midwest. There was whiteout conditions. There was flash ice. There was flash blizzard. ice. Ah, savior <laughs> of the universe. Ice. What do you call it then? What is it? Shock ice, flash black, ice. Black ice. Black ice. Yeah. Not good news. Wyndham, the very studio from which we're currently presenting from, made the news because the wind chill was minus 63. Yeah, minus I know. 63. It's yeah. not that on Mars. No. You don't get that in space. I know. So Nathan's probably lying somewhere Dead. in his farm. <gasps> don't wow, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that took a turn, didn't it? That went dark quick, didn't it? I'm just saying it's been extreme weather conditions, like ridiculous extreme. Oh, terrible. How do you explain to someone back in Britain, if my mother says to me, what does minus 63 feel like? You where can't. do you begin? You can't. You can't what is explain that in it? Celsius? What is that in Celsius? Like 102? It's a, no, it's the same pretty much. Minus yeah. 40 and minus 40 is where they meet. So minus 63 is not going to be far off being minus 63 in any currency with any money, would be my understanding of things. How do you uh, even go about explaining that to anyone who's not experienced that? 
It's ridiculous. You get yeah. frostbite if you've got like exposed flesh in about five minutes. Less. Unbelievable. Dead. No wonder the dogs don't want to go out for their business. <laughs> Unbelievable. Get stuck to a lamppost. Yeah. Not the, not the good news for anybody there. But no, Nathan, tonight he's off on his little merry way there, having lots of dates, no doubt, is probably what's taking place probably. right now. Or he's sitting there on his own. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I've come to be with you again. Bridge oh. Over Troubled Waters was number one when I was born. Really? We should have a look into what was number one in the charts when we were born. I think that would be a fun thing to do. We have listeners listening to the show right now. We have a listening party. We're waving to the camera as well. Why don't you write down, do some research for me. I'll read them out next week. Oh. What was number one in the charts when you were born? They were mad, they were bad, but they are paranormal. This is Season 3, Episode 91. As I've just alluded, we currently have a listening party taking place at this very, very moment. If you go to Facebook, if you search for more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, you will find many, many people contributing to the quiz, taking part, making jokes, sharing cartoons. There's jivality, there's friendships, there's much love. It's Valentine's Day. I'm feeling it at the moment, right in the feels. I'm getting it right now. Look, choked up I am. Getting kind of emotional at Getting all emotional out. <laughs> it's kind of squidgy. That's where I am right now. So as convention dictates, we do this every single week. We have the Martins sponsored Cupid's Arrow Gong of Infinite Knowledge, the Gas Station Flowers of Facts, and the Pharmacy Valentine's Card of Statistics. Stand back, ladies. Oh, Marty. That was yeah. a good one. That was not mm, a proper purchase excellent. with that. A proper go. This is now the quiz we call Lack of General Knowledge. You can play along on Facebook and you can see how many you actually get right, which is probably more than we would in the studio. On this day in 1948, Teller was born in Philadelphia of Penn and Teller, the famous magicians. He actually changed his name to just Teller. His actual name was Raymond Joseph Teller, but he is known by Deed Poe. He got this officially changed. He's just known as Teller. Hmm. Fans of magic? Do you like a little bit of magic? I do. Close-up magic. You like close-up magic? Hot cross buns. Yeah. You've just described Jesus' life, haven't you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hot cross buns, close-up magic. There. What more do you need to know? Who doesn't like a little bit of magic on Valentine's Day? Now you see it. <laughs> Now you don't. Or you can just make the woman disappear. Either works. Wow. It's all good wow. news. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre, and fascinating facts about magic. I used to love magic as a kid. Yeah. My granddad used to show me magic tricks. I used to be perplexed. It's fantastic. <laughs> all these card tricks. He used to keep us kids amused for hours, he yeah. did. I've no clue where he learned them. Probably during the war, I suspect. But my granddad is to thank for all of the card tricks I now know. You will win some points tonight. Someone will definitely get them. It's a two-horse race. No Nathan shouting out in the background. <laughs> How many magicians have died performing the infamous bullet catch routine? And while you're ruminating on that, I shall tell you that there's many versions of this. You can catch it in a plate. You can catch it in your hand. You can catch it in your teeth. But several... People have died over the years performing the bullet catch Zero. routine. And I will tell you, there's many different ways in which you can do the bullet catch routine. You can use blanks and then fire a little squib so the glass breaks and you have a bullet already in your mouth. Zero. They've used wax bullets in the past. All kinds of ways to perform 
this trick. You are saying that zero people have died over the years performing the fatal zero. bullet catching cat. No, you're going zero, are you? Yeah. Not a single person has died. Nope. Trying to catch a bullet with their teeth on stage. Correct. Over the years. Yep. I can't deter you in going with the O, the green on the roulette wheel. Do you want to spread your chips about? Are you nope. happy? You're going with a nice round duck egg, are you? Yep. Michelle, how many people have died performing the infamous fatal bullet catch? Or five. Oh. I'm going to say five. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> six. <laughs> You're going to go six. <laughs> Michelle was very wise to go with six. She shall get a couple of, oh, my God, I thought I put blanks in that gun. <laughs> right. Two, twelve. Twelve. Twelve people have actually died um, doing the famous <laughs> bullet catch routine. I'm going to give you a couple of extra points here. Actually, it's 13, if you include a gentleman in 1613 called Count Kulu of the Rain. <laughs> Count Kulu! Sir Norman... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Count Kulu. <laughs> Count Kulu of Lorraine. He was very lucky. He can see Deirdre now Lorraine has gone. Count Kulu of Lorraine of France in 1613 could be added to this list. He did actually die using a magic trick and a gun on stage. But I want you to tell me why he's not included in the list. Any thoughts about how he died using a gun on stage but can't be included with the 12 we've already discussed? Because he fired it and it was a backfire. It actually blew up in his chops. Correct. Bang. Yep. There you go. Yep. Gone. He didn't actually try catching a bullet. It was the gun that killed him. It was the gun that killed him rather yes. than the bullet. Yep. That's a great answer. I love Wrong, but great. Answer. Michelle, how comes he's our 13th man, but he's not normally included on the list? Good old Count Kolu of Lorraine. <gasps> no, I oh, know. Oh, my. Hang on. <laughs> She's going to take the answer out of your mouth again, Michelle. He was actually an audience member. He wasn't on stage. (laughs) God, he just shot someone up in the balcony. (laughs) Can you imagine you're lying in the stalls going, Damn you, Morris! (laughs) So the gun was fired. He happened to be in the balcony seat, and he took one for the team. (laughs) Good old Count Kulu. Let's go see some close-up magic. What's the worst that could go wrong? tickets. (laughs) Right right in front. (laughs) I I have heard he's very good. <laughs> I heard this magic man does wondrous things uh, with magic man with gun. <laughs> That's outrageous! Wow! See, so you saw a similar show to Lincoln then. <laughs> yeah. Lincoln was that's just too soon. Too, too soon. soon. It's almost President's Day. Yeah, that's in three days. <laughs> Deport me. <laughs> The first eight presidents of this country weren't even born in America. I'd share that with you. <laughs> so, Miss Morris now claims there was a gun backfire, or he happened to be having a nice evening out with the missus. Valentine's Day date. The bullet deflected. Somehow ended up in the balcony. He ends up in the stalls from above, falling from a great height. That's a, I want to see that happen. <laughs> it's a great plot it's a twist, great trick. isn't it? Some would say a Frenchman being shot in a theatre is a good start. Not me, but wow. some people might say that. It's like that Hugh Jackman movie with Tesla. Oh, yeah. my. I thought he was going to go with Wolverine for the minute. Yeah. I will tell you, Michelle, uh, that she's not actually giving me the right answer. 
Well, then it was, um, he was doing the magic trick, but he shot his assistant and she fell on him and crushed him. Wow, that's some... <laughs> Madame Fifi, with nerds and gun, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm going to give you one single point, because you mentioned assistant. You can roll your eyes as much as you want, Miss Morris. She's on fire. <coughs> I will tell you, it involved his assistant. She was so unhappy with them. They had a massive argument on stage. She actually clubbed him to death with the gun. Oh, nice. <laughs> Count Kulu of Lorraine. Was not, he was killed by a gun, but it was being wielded I by, a, said that, by an assistant. The so gun was... killed him. But, uh, I get points. I wonder if there's some sort of union. <laughs> For the women that get union. sawn in half and decapitated, and this is terrible. Have swords pushed through a churn or a barrel? She was so unhappy they had an argument. She lost her rag. And I'm, <laughs> she... I'm guessing as well in 1613. That's a huge flintlock. I mean, that's a big oh, old yeah, that's a big... heavy dueling weapon. Yeah. I mean, you could get hold of that. You're gonna die by microphone. Am I really? Well, it's quite a beat large microphone. By microphone. <laughs> beats. You're wow. gonna get the beats. You'd think you'd be nice to me on the back of the fact that you're still on zero points. Where's this sense Who of... Who cares? It's Valentine's Day. Exactly. There should be love and friendship and warmth and happiness. I ain't got time for that. He has a couple of drinks and she gets violence. But yes, he was <laughs> he was unfortunately clubbed to death by his assistant who just had enough, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what happened to the woman. I'm guessing she uh, maybe went to prison on the back of that and got arrested. Who knows? Do you know what the difference is between a psychologist and a magician? A psychologist pulls habits out of a rat. No. Drink. I love this show. How did the idea of pulling a rabbit out of a top hat actually originate? Where do you think the evolution... Because if you think about this, it's a really odd set of circumstances that have now become a convention that you're sat there with a top hat and you're just pulling rabbits out of a hat so how did those two things get put together and what came about do you think that made that evolution happen because that's a very very odd concept because somebody noticed a rabbit in a field or a lawn or whatever and they saw it pop up and they thought oh when the hat is turned over it looks like the hole of a rabbit so I'll pull one out of my hat. So there's a magician sat yep. on his front lawn. Yep. He's got his ham sandwich, <laughs> a nice glass of pims. He's sat there in the afternoon with a pipe. Yep. He sees little rabbits poking their heads up out of little holes. And he thinks, I know, that hole looks like my hat. Or oh, here we go. a pet rabbit ate through the top of a hat. So... And he saw it crawl out, and he's like, oh, that's a great idea. You're running a milliner's business. You've got all your hats and wares in the shop. Damn you, rabbits, you're ruining my business. That's another three top hats. Tricks are for kids. Lost to the bunny rabbits. (laughs) You got it, Michelle. (laughs) I will tell you, whilst Michelle is thinking about her answer, that many, many years ago, back in the mid to early 90s, I dated a lady that was very wealthy. We dated for a couple of years. Her parents owned most of Devon. She had a stop on the railway station that you had to, you know, tell the conductor you wanted a stop at, like a halt, that the train wouldn't normally stop at. But because their property and estate was so large, if you wanted to get off there, you told the driver, and he would stop the train especially. That means you have a lot of money. Her dad scared the life out of me. I arrived at her massive estate, her massive mansion house that her parents owned. There's me. I'm an art student. 
my ass hanging out of my trousers, no money, looking like a hippie with a guitar and long hair, looking like Jesus had arrived, a pair of sandals on, and her dad won a Victoria Cross, and they don't give them away, during the Second World War. He was a colonel in the army. He was sat in a deck chair as the sun was going down, firing his service revolver at little moles poking their head up out of the lawn. So, you know, this woman's introducing me as her new beau, and there's her dad sitting there smoking a pipe, colonel, with a service revolver, discharging it and blowing up moles in the front lawn, messing up his croquet and his tennis. I just thought I'd share that with you. It was a, a memory that you broke for me there, talking about little rabbits poking their little head up to say hello, and you think that's how the magician's hat trick came about. Yes. Michelle, you've had plenty of time to think of an answer. I don't know where the hat came from, but I think they used rabbits because they needed something that they could have a lot of because there was probably a pretty high mortality rate. Yes, if you lose a couple, if you lose two or three, it doesn't matter. There'll be some more next week. And they might have even died during the trick. Squishing them in. That's a, I like that answer. They've got a high mortality rate, but then they breed like rabbits. Yeah, there's, another... there's always a cage full That's of right. white rabbits. Give me another week, I can produce some more. I will tell you that in Britain, a woman claimed to have given birth to a bunch of bunnies, and it was in the newspapers, and a magician thought this was a great idea and very <sighs> funny, and then he developed the top hat trick, and it was topical to the news at the time, because a woman had claimed she'd given birth to a bunch of bunnies, a whole batch of bunnies. So there we go. The top hat wasn't a replica of their little home. It was actually a woman's, the JJ. (laughs) So you were close, Miss Morris, not a million miles away. That was their home, duh. (laughs) You're not getting any points. (laughs) This is how it works. I once saw a Mexican magician. He was very good. He told the audience he was going to disappear on the count of three. He said, unos, dos, and then disappeared without a tres. Oh, stop. (laughs) No. (laughs) I love... This show makes me very, very happy. Michelle's on three. Heather and myself are yet to score, but there's all to play for. Famous German magician. There you go. That sounds like a good night out, doesn't it? Let's go and see a German magician. Hands, knees and bumps a daisy. His name was Sigmund Neuerberger. Sigmund Neuerberger. He was just four days away from his opening night of his new show when his dog died. Very sad. Very disappointing. I'm assuming the dog would be part of his act. He asked the local council if they would bury her in a local cemetery. And they actually agreed. But they added one stipulation. What was the stipulation the local council gave to Sigmund Neuerberger when he was travelling with his magician's show just four days before he was due to open they said yes you can bury your dog in this cemetery but there you go it has to have a full name and by a full human plot so he was required by local german council rules that he had to buy a full plot yep no half a plot no getting away with it full name do you think midgets get a cheaper funeral i mean less hole to dig yeah a smaller coffin yeah i think that's probably true isn't it do you not think not using as much manpower, not as much material. You'd think the same would be of a dog, wouldn't you? Yeah. So you're suggesting that poor Sigmund Neuerberger was required to buy a full plot for his dog? Yes. And give it a proper name? Yep. What would a German dog's name be, do you think? Frank. Frank. Fritzi. Fritz would be the way to go, wouldn't he, if you want Frank, I would suggest. 
Yes. Fritz. Michelle, what did the local council require him to do before he buried his dog? They made him do a magic show in the cemetery. They made him... That would be a bit creepy, wouldn't it? Yeah. Wow. That would be good fun, though. I think yes. you could get away with all kinds of shenanigans, couldn't you? I will tell you, and this comes in two parts. He had to be buried there as well upon his death. They said, "Oh, you can bury the dog in our cemetery with the stipulation. I'm guessing they're looking to get a bit more money, aren't they? With the stipulation that when you die, you have to be buried here as well. Well, lo and behold, unfortunately... He did die just a day or two later. No way. Absolutely. A hundred percent correct. To gain some more points, I need you to tell me how Sigmund Neuerberger joined his dog just a day or two later. It was actually the opening night of the show. So the dog died a couple of days before his Rabies. new show. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought the dog was just cleaning its teeth. What did I know? I thought he'd taken some Alka-Seltzer. I didn't know such things. Oh, please. Oh, no. Nine, nine. Nine. Wow. Nine and It's outrageous. Schnitzel. That's a veal that's been clubbed flat and breaded. I'm not quite sure where that came from. But how bizarre. His dog died. They said you can bury the dog in the cemetery. But the stipulation is when you die, you have to be buried there as well. And then he did. Literally a day or two later. From rabies. His opening night. He died of rabies on the opening night of his magic show. Rabies. Rabies. Yep. That's a terrible way to die in many respects. Very painful as well if you have injections. We don't have rabies in Britain. It does not exist. Because we're a little island, all the rabies-infected animals haven't managed to swim over from France yet. So when they were building the Channel Tunnel and there was a rail link connecting the two land masses, they put a giant moat in there to stop any rats or animals that were climbing along the 22 miles of tunnel disappeared into the void. So we don't get rabies. If you go to a port or an airport in Britain, it says, you know, no rabies. rabies. Don't bring your animals in. We don't want them. Yeah. Except Johnny Depp did. Yes. And he got into a lot of trouble, didn't he? In fact, I think his dog is still in Australia somewhere, didn't it? Get Pounding. It was her dog. Well, he said, she said, we can't go into <laughs> you this You leave now. him alone. So you're suggesting... Rabies! Sigmund Neuberger died of rabies. What does yep. that leave you? Michelle, how do you think he died on the opening night of his show? Well, I think his magic show was so bad that the local people... Lynched him. Oh, like Frankenstein. Yes, exactly. They came with pitchforks and yes. torches. This show's terrible. We want yeah. our money back. They chased him up a hill. He ends up being in a castle. Yeah. There was a fire at the theatre. Very common, by the way. There's been some terrible theatre fires. There yes. was one in Chicago that killed like eight, 900 people. But he died in a fire at the theatre. I just thought it was very surreal and very odd, based on the theme of our shows, that he literally died a couple of days later when the local council said, you can bury the dog here, but you have to follow it. And he did. The ground was still like, wet. Yeah. The dog was still warm. They could have been buried Aww, side by side. Fritzy. Also on this day in 1970, the British actor Simon Pegg was born in <gasps> Brockworth. Yay, Simon Pegg! England. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating facts about Scotty from Star Trek. Because, of course, he played 
Scotty, Scott Montgomery, didn't he? Mm-hmm. If you remember in the latest Star Trek films, he's got quite a CV together, actually. Yes. I will tell you some of the films in case you've forgotten them. Shaun of the Dead and all of that trilogy, Hot Fuzz. He did a whole Love. series of those, didn't he? Paul, do you remember the little alien? Yep. When they're going through the desert in mm-hmm. the RV. He was in Doctor Who. He was in Star Trek, of course, as Scotty. Mission Impossible. He was one of the voices of The Dark Crystal, the recent TV show done there by Henson and uh, The Muppets. He played a character called Unka Plut in Star Wars, The Force Awakens. If you recall, when the character, is it Ray? Yeah. When Ray's scavenging, she goes to a little place where she puts her scavenging, the things that she's scavenged, on the table. And there's yeah. a guy behind a metal grill who's quite large. And he says, three credits. And he swaps the parts. That was Unka Plut, apparently. Huh. And that was played by... Simon Pegg, I think it's remarkable. I can't think of anyone else that's been in Doctor Who, Star Trek and Star Wars. I mean, what's left at that point? You've been in them all, haven't you? Yeah. I can't think of another actor that's done that. So there are points to be won. Are you feeling confident? Are you a a fan of Star Trek? Do you know about Scotty? No. I kind of get a transporter (laughs) working, Captain. The dilithium crystals. I kind of get, ooh. (laughs) Oh, no. Beam me up, Scotty. You can't take any more. I can't get a transporter working, Captain. You're going to have to have number twos down there and use a leaf. But I need a... Sh- I was going to say a terrible word then. Oh, yeah. Wow. There was a snort in there as well. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you can now have a drink. You never see them going to the toilet, do you? When have you ever seen the Star Trek episode when he's saying, can you beam me up? I need number twos. It's because it's phased out of there. Yeah, it's oh, only it's half an hour. So fair enough. You can hold it, can't you? transported out of there yeah do you need to go before we leave the planet or do you need to and then you transport it out you take it out with you wow what integral part of the star trek franchise did james Doohan as scotty actually invent this is a unique thing many many millions of people follow this he invented something part of the star trek universe he didn't invent like a spoon that can double up as a boomerang or something he actually invented something very Star Trek based but he invented that in the film Star Trek the motion picture and it's been used ever since and I found this quite remarkable so what did James Doohan invent on Star Trek the dilithium crystal he invented (laughs) dilithium I think they may have had dilithium crystals before the actual Star Trek motion picture there back in 1978-79 how do you know um, because the TV show was back in the 60s. <laughs> but they didn't use this. This wasn't used in the 60s. He he did this in the film, and it's been used ever since. He invented it. Mm. What do you think James Doohan, the actor, as Scotty, invented in that film? And I found this quite remarkable. This is a great question, actually. It makes me very happy. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Dilithium crystals. You are sticking with the dilithium yeah. crystals. Yes. What do you think he may have invented? A cocktail. Wow, that's a great <laughs> answer as well. He actually invented the Klingon language. Really? In that film, they get introduced to Klingons, and he made up some words. like What they then did was they took how he phrased it and how he did it and invented a whole new language on the back of that. He uttered the first ever words of Klingon, huh? ever. And they based an entire language around him just saying those first few words wow. in that film. And he completely, of course, made them up. But James Doohan invented Klingon. Wow. That's a great question, isn't it? Yeah. You leave this show with more 
than you arrive with. Do you know a company actually came out last year with a beer specifically for Star Trek fans? It's called Klingon War Nog. Nice. It actually exists. It's true. I'm not making this up. Not surprisingly, it's the only beer designed to be drunk alone. <laughs> but that is 100, it's 100% true. That does exist. Yeah. You can get yourself a bottle of that. What did Gene Roddenberry try to do to the character of Scotty and James Doohan on the second ever episode of Star Trek, which I believe was still a pilot episode at that point? Kill him off. <laughs> so you're suggesting that Gene Roddenberry, yeah. who invented all these characters, wrote the entire thing yeah. from top to bottom. It's his entire universe. If I remember right, he's wearing a red shirt. He should die. Uh-huh. All red shirts. Yep. Must. Dead. Die. Everything's dying tonight. Everything's dying. <laughs> dying tonight. Dead. So you're suggesting that Gene Roddenberry tried to kill yep. Scotty on the second ever episode yep. of Star Trek. Yes. Why would he do that? Because he wanted to. Ratings. Ratings. <laughs> Let's kill off a few early doors. Good for ratings. Yeah. He wanted to off him. And that's your answer, is it? Yes. Michelle. I was going to say kill him too. But now Kill I'm going him. to say, uh, marry him off he to was an alien. Going to marry him off to an alien. As much as it pains me, Miss Morris is 100% correct. He yep. tried to kill him off. Yay. Do you know why he didn't get killed off? Do you know what happened? Firstly, I'll say to you this Gene Roddenberry was so unhappy with the way that James Doohan was portraying Scotty that that wasn't how he imagined him to be and he was only meant to be a small bit part player he wasn't meant to be part of the main crew, crew. so he tried to kill him off in the second episode just because he didn't like the way he in which had james his doohan... accent well there was that as well during the interview process james doohan was asked to do lots of different accents and they stuck with the scottish one but of course people from scotland know it's completely... terrible yeah it's like austin powers yeah, and people yeah, yeah. think english people talk like that it's very stereotypical and there's lots of scots people that really dislike that accent and the way he did that i guess it's like me with my dick van dyke called blimey mary poppins it's so ridiculously stereotypical it doesn't actually exist but he did try and kill him off the reason he survived and carried on was because he decided to change his shirt uh, his agent complained. His agent came storming into the studios and says, how dare you? My client's only been on one episode. You know, he wants to make some money. His agent persuaded Gene Roddenberry to keep his client, which was James Doohan. And then James Doohan won Gene Roddenberry over. And uh, it was a good decision all the way round. James Doohan was shot six times during the Second World War. Yes. This man's a war hero. If you read his uh, record mm-hmm. during the Second World War, it makes remarkable reading but he was shot six times he zigged when he should have zagged including at juno beach he was storming the beaches of normandy would you believe during the mm-hmm. d-day landings six times he was shot what did he have shot off completely gone disappeared what do you think he got shot off during the second world war Miss Morris, you are suggesting his lobe disappeared on the beaches of normandy yep or an eyebrow How'd you get your eyebrows shot off? A grazer. That's a graze. Well, there's no need to look so surprised. Outrageous. So you are going to go with earlobe stroke eyebrow. Yeah, could be both. One oh. shot. Wow. That would be unfortunate. Well, fortunate to be honest. I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. there's been a lot of French people that were shot in the head during the Second World War and they were lucky it missed their brain by five inches. 
True enough. I will tell you, actually killed two Germans. I mean, yeah. not nothing to eulogise about, but yeah, this is real life. He killed two Germans on the beaches there. Is those the ones he knows about? Yeah. I would suggest. You could have anything on the human body except earlobe and eyebrows. <laughs> When's that ever been said on a radio show? <laughs> like in the history of broadcasting. I gotta go with toes or a finger. Oh, you're spreading your chips. I'll give you a couple of points for finger. He lost. First one to jump in. Pick a finger. Any finger. I this one. Maybe oh, this no, one. Probably that one. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you want to pick another? Nope. One of these. Ring finger. You make me wish I had more middle fingers. I'm telling you that right now. He lost his middle finger of his right hand. See? Ooh. Give he me points. He tried to hide it, but there are times in Star Trek, one particular episode, he's holding tribbles, and you can see he's actually missing. I can see what you're doing. <laughs> no points will be done for like... Magic! Some... It is magic. magic. Yes, it almost looks like your thumb's bereft of its hand. Look, at that's incredible. I've never seen that before. Wow. Look at the way you've managed to make your thumb... <laughs> Look like it's left your hand. You're gifted. Truly. That was then, but this is now as we enter our favourite part of the show, the mailbag. Yay! Woo, mailbag. I love mailbag. It's, mailbag. it's our Valentine's Day mailbag. Ooh. Love Ooh. is in the air. Everywhere I look around. Carla has posted. I'm surprised British people call mac and cheese just mac and cheese, and not something like pity wickles and chonkers. <laughs> Excellent. Well, for, that's just silly. First of all, we don't really have mac and cheese in Britain. When I first came across mac and cheese, I didn't have any clue what it was. I had no clue what you were talking about. Mac and cheese does not exist in Britain. I'm sure there's some sort of Italian dish with pasta and cheese. It's almost like a carbonara. We'd have a carbonara, wouldn't be at that point. Cheese and pasta, carbonara. Not mac and cheese. Certainly not pity wickles and chonkers. <laughs> I mean, for a start, that's a dessert, and right. uh, as long as chonkers are in season, of course. Yeah. If the chonkers aren't in season, you can't no. have that as a dessert. But Carla listens to the show every Friday night on the Dark Matter Digital Network at 10 p.m. Central Time. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. Catherine then posted, how about MQTA with Captain Skids and the Streakers? <laughs> we could be the Streakers. Anyone just tuning in at this point that's never listened to this show before will be thinking we're mad. Yeah. They'll think we're crazed. We Last are. week, and I don't even remember how it came about, but I got called Captain Skids. And yep. she suggests that we could have a band called Captain Skids and the Streakers and all of the MQT followers, because we've argued about this. We have. Are they MQTs? Yes. No. Are they <sighs> Minions or Quinians? <sighs> what did you want to call them, Bunkers? Uh, the Bunk. You don't even remember, Busters. do you? Bunk Busters. <laughs> you better watch out. You better beware. This is very, very true. But now, apparently, the Streakers has come along. Oh. Captain Skids and the Streakers. I've got all their albums. Their third album was the best one, of course. Catherine's listening on our platforms. Miss Morris, why don't you tell our boys and girls where they can access the show in our archives, starting with SoundCloud.com? Well, you can listen to us on SoundCloud.com. Or you can access us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, all of those fun, fun platforms. If you can't find us... Yeah, if you can't find us, you've only got yourself to blame. We're literally right. on every platform. I tend to guide people towards SoundCloud.com, search for MQTA Radio. And if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love button? 
show us how much you appreciate the show why should they go to our archives what present will they receive if they now go and search for us they get an extra 20 minutes miss morris they do of a rather delicate nature that we don't tend to put out there on dark matter so you can come on to those special platforms and hear us talk about things that are a bit uh, a little bit naughty Salty. Dirty. Moist. Nasty. It's the news from around the world of an adult nature that we cannot read out on the Dark Matter digital network. But when we're searching for our stories of the bizarre, strange, weird and paranormal, we come across stories of an adult nature that we can't possibly read out. So your incentive, like you need an incentive, to go to our archives on any of those platforms is you get an extra 25 minutes of filth in a round called Not For Your Mother Wet anything goes we get to be bad and you have been warned your mother should be locked in the shed small miners should be ushered out into the garden you have been warned deanna posted thank you for putting another amazing show together i can't wait for the video of this episode (laughs) we will see if the ghost will be seen or whether it's adrian with a pea shooter Thank you for all of the laughs. Oh, there was a gun going off in the studio. Do you remember last week? It was a pink, pink. It was like pew, pew. Someone let off a gun. It was very odd. Probably Mm. a stormtrooper. They can't hit anything. Apparently. Yeah. And all of our listeners said they heard it. Yeah. So it was heard. It was picked up on the mics. I've never heard that before or since. No. It sounded like a BB gun, didn't it? It It did. Like a ricochet. Very very odd. But thank you, Deanna, for that. Of course, we're going to wave to the cameras right now. Hola. Tell our boys and girls what they will receive for a single dollar if they go to our Patreon site, MQTA. If you go on to Patreon, you are going to get early access to all of the episodes, as well as some unaired episodes, uh, some special treats as far as some radio plays, and you will be able to access special videos yes. that we have put up. We're waving at the camera right now. You can Hello. watch us in the studio and we're very good looking people. It's Valentine's Day, you know, I'm feeling I've got my cologne on here, I've had a shave, I'm putting on my suit. Mm, I'm looking for a good. night of of love and <laughs> I'm looking for a night of romance. Candles, <laughs> roses not very tasty, but plenty of nourishment. You're looking for a night of disappointment. We got a couple of Valentine's cards. As well. we did. I'll hold these up to the camera. Aww. There's actually a little hamster. I believe that's a hamster. It says hi on the Valentine's hamster. Um, that's from our good supporter and follower Lorna. So hi, thank Lorna. you, Lorna. Thank you, Lorna. For that, and I got a Valentine's card from Patricia as well. So a big thank you Aww. for that today. Would you like to intercede with what we do every Tuesday at 8pm Central Time? Because this is lots of fun. It makes me very happy. Every Tuesday at 8pm Central, we all get on the More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee Facebook site. We meet up under a post and we decide to go on to Oak Island. We watch The Curse of Oak Island at 8pm on the History Channel. Yes. Week in, week out. But we don't watch the show because the show's terrible. It's in the background. Terrible. The jokes, the gift wars, yep. gift wars. the funny comments yeah. are just hilarious. We it's decimated. It's absolute riot. I actually bellow laugh three or four times yeah. during the course of that show just on what people are posting. We have some very talented, gifted, oh. very funny listeners to this show. Gifted. I see what I've yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. You've got to get up pretty early to catch me out, Morris. Sure. I'm going to recap for people that missed last week's episode. I know I people did. like this. You missed last week's episode. I did. 
He had a week off, did you, on, on mental health grounds? Yeah. <laughs> he had a mental health Everybody day. Everybody should take one once in a while. Well, let me, let me reprise what they did just so you Help. can catch up. Because yeah. I know you're going to miss, if you miss I'm an episode, you're oh. lost, aren't you? You don't know where you're going. They found the archaeological remains of a tool shed next to a swamp. And they took that to an expert. And apparently our ancestors used spade heads. Uh, attached to a long straight stick to actually dig the soil with. So, so would that be a shovel? We're taking. Don't spoil it for everyone. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and in the shed is that an outhouse? Well, it's next to the swamp. Yes, I'm going to go out to outhouse. the tool shed. Tool sheds. What men do in their tool sheds stay in the tool shed. That's all I'm saying. That's your man cave, is it? That yeah. is my man cave. Michelle's managed to score five. Heather's scrambled herself to a two. I'm sat in the swamp up to my. Knees in brackish water and frogs <laughs> chirping all around me. I've scored zero, but all is to play for as we enter our first round that we call Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, we do not do orbs. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the oh. round of Ghosts and Hauntings? A shop owner was left puzzled after seeing spooky footage of a pile of stock flying off the shelf inside his shop in the middle of the night. Creepy. CCTV of the clothing shop shows a big pile of clothing falling off a display near the mannequins and tumbling onto the floor. Writing on Reddit, the owner believed the act could have been the work of a ghost. Nice. The owner was suspicious of burglary when they came back to the store to find the clothes scattered on the floor. They shared the clip and wrote, This was taken in my store. The shop had been closed for over 10 hours when this happened. No one was in the building. While many web users tried to explain that it could have been done by a force of gravity or gusts of winds, they further explained, the shop is pretty airtight. You don't tend to get any gusts in the place. My colleagues have mentioned feeling odd. One of them mentioned seeing a young girl in our stockroom at night. Lovely. <laughs> And that's and they saw a young girl in the stockroom at night. <laughs> the former owners told the current owner to watch out for the girl in the back at night. You better watch out. <laughs> that's lovely. <laughs> the person who saw the girl never met those owners. One agreed with the owner and said, that's creepy. I worked in a haunted old restaurant before and had to close on my own almost every night. The spirit world exists. Others believe it could be a rat bumping into the clothes like a dead and rat. knocking it over. Phantom That's rat. That's a big rat. That's a big wombat. It's a wombat. <laughs> it's a dog. Wow. It's a womp That's rat. That's Sigmund Norberger's yeah. dog coming back. Wouldn't it be odd if the ghost dog knocked over a candle or a lantern and then caused your demise? The dog misses the owner. So the dog dies a couple of days before. Ghost dog wanders around the stage, knocks a candle over. Owner comes to join it. That's, a, it that's a remarkable story. See? I could see that happening, and I should give you points, Michelle, for being spooky and funny, up to a fabulous <laughs> 007. Oh. Katie Price, good friend of the show. Remember Katie oh, Price? Who cares? Katie Price has turned to a psychic for help after being declared bankrupt last week. Why? <laughs> and discover you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort Drinking <laughs> Game. You are more than welcome. To take another shot this evening, just to take the edge off the show. There we go. Was declared bankrupt last week. Are you okay there, Michelle? It's coming out through your nose, isn't it, at some point? Oh, God. There you go. She was declared bankrupt last week and discovered she predicted everything. 
That's not a stretch, is it? Based on her not life, really. based not on her really. life choices, is it? If I have twenty dollars, that's right. And I spend twenty dollars, I no Poof. longer have twenty dollars. Wow, that'll be two hundred dollars, please. <laughs> <laughs> Madam Morris sees all. <laughs> I want to see you do some. God, I want to see you get the runes out. Watch me you make got this the ruins. disappear. Oh my! The bones. Madam Morris will tell your future through the bones. It's lovely here tonight. It's Valentine's Day. That's right. Check the bones, Madam Morris. God, don't say that to a woman. <laughs> Check the bones. Ooh. Check the bones, Madam Check Morris. It. Is it, it going to be a good night? <laughs> My interest is growing. Stare into the chicken's innards. See, <laughs> this Disgusting. The former glamour model, 41, is oh. facing fresh financial misery after spiraling good. into debt. Days after the bankruptcy order was granted, Katie went to see her psychic Tracy for a reading <laughs> and told fans the celebrity medium knew what was coming. <laughs> wow. She also claimed Tracy was able to tell her what's in store next. So, ah. vagrancy, the pole, or a ditch somewhere in Sussex. <laughs> in a post on Instagram, Katie wrote, Just did a morning read with psychic Tracy. Everything she said is happening as she knew stuff only I know was happening in the future. Amazing. And exciting. Uh-huh. Tracy yeah. added, strong and powerful. Lovely speaking to you today. Always a pleasure. £200. As well as being declared bankrupt, Katie is also going through a breakup after splitting from fiancé Chris Boyson once again. Katie previously enlisted psychic Tracy to give her advice in the aftermath of her last split from Chris in September. Tracy's readings use tarot cards and chicken innards to look at the past, present and future, and covers relationships, career and money. She'll sell Katie with spooky goings-on at her mansion in West Sussex. The model is a big believer in the spiritual side of life and regularly works with ghost hunters in a bid to spot spooks which she believes have been haunting a home. Psychic Katie Price or Jesus Christ? You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers. It's with Adrian Lee. Miss oh. Morris, do you have any stories tonight that you'd like to squeeze into the show to get yourself a few points? Just one. You've got oh. a good one. Oh, it may be one, but it's a good one. Oh, it's well, a good one. Yes, it's a good How about this? Okay. Valentine's Day gifts <gasps> you shouldn't get your partner. Excellent. If you're trying to impress them. Oh. Nice. Would you like that? I would love it. Good advice. A bit late on the day, but go on. Yeah. Uh, it's never too late. Let, let's see where I, if I'm on the list. If you're in the spectrum? Yeah. All right. Every color of the rectum. With romantic gestures being important to many, it is hard to know the best gift to buy your lover <gasps> in a bid to woo them. If you want to be mm. my lover. I never get any wooing. Yeah. A froggy went a wooing. Aww. Aww. Whether you're in a new relationship or a long-term one, Valentine's Day presents are an important part. Are you sure it's not impotent? Impotent? Impotent. And can the either... doctor says I'm important, so I'm going to dress important. It's important. <laughs> I can either lead to grand displays of gratitude or an argument to help anyone lacking inspiration. The royally appointed gifting specialists have provided a list of Valentine's Day gifts to avoid buying for the king or queen of your heart. Okay. Are you ready? Avoid I, these. I've got a list. I've got my pen. I'm going to make a list. All right. Now, maybe 
we should all admit whether we've ever done this before. Okay. Oh, hang on. Well, you've got the benefit of seeing what's coming next, of course. I'm not uh, psychic. Well, I can admit to anything. I don't care. Read the chicken's gizzards. All right. The first thing is celebrity fragrances. It's a no-no. Don't do it. I, I, do you know what? I'm not a big fan of buying women fragrances because certain fragrances smell good on certain people and not That's on others. Right. Yes. I, I've smelled amazing fragrances on one person and on another person it smells like cat wee. Yeah. Right. Elizabeth Arden would be one example of that. Sunflower smelt amazing on one person, cat wee on someone else. Uh, excellent. So we're not going with the cat wee? No, no. You shouldn't be buying them something like David Beckham or Britney Spears. Victoria Beckham's or, Omaged. Omaged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Victoria <Omaged>. Beckham. <laughs> they say if you want to buy them a perfume... You should get them something like Chanel yeah, or Michael Kors Chanel. or something like that. Aqua de Giovanni. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Sounds like you got something. The smell is cut glass yeah. and creosote and back leather. Uh, another thing you definitely should never get them, and I don't care if this is Valentine's Day or Christmas or their birthday, household appliances. You deserve to die. You... <laughs> I'm only thinking of you, sweetheart. A slow, painful death. That's right. I've got your waffle line and some see-through saucepans. Don't vacuum. Look at the big box. I don't care. I'm only trying to save you. The, the, the most precious gift I can give you is time. So uh, here's an ironing board. Uh, yes. Save you plenty of time. Oh, I would kill you. Here's a you. cheese grater. Well, it's difficult to see the romantic allure of a new toaster or a kettle. Ah. How about a frying pan? A big freaking cast big iron metal one. one. Yeah. Right upside the head. Gotta that was sleep amazing. Anyone can give a life, but only a frying pan can <gasps> take the a The thought life. counts, but you shouldn't be thinking of them doing cleaning. That's okay. the point. Got it? No cleaning. Don't do it. Something you else? You don't do it anyway. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I've seen Shut where you it. Live. Yeah. Well, another thing you shouldn't be doing is buying them cheap chocolate. <laughs> no. Don't. Do it. Nope. None of this 50 cent. I've got like a cigar and a pipe. wax. I've got like a pipe, cho- you know, the Picking chocolate out that the comes rat in the shape hair of a chocolate. Pipe. Rat hair chocolate. <laughs> rat my favorite. hair chocolate? Rat's hair chocolate. Mm. We did a story about that, don't you remember? Yes. That it's perfectly okay for at least like three rats to fall in a vat of chocolate. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's Rat's disgusting. hair chocolate. Rat mm. hair chocolate. Mm. From Switzerland. For the woman of your dreams. They say avoid cheap and tacky supermarket chocolate. Don't be doing that. You know, that has some strange name. You should be buying them <laughs> classic names like Lint and Cadbury's. And Godiva. Suckard. And, and what's Thornton's? <gasps> Suckard chocolate. What's Thornton's? Thornton's is a British chocolate company. Based... Is it good? Yeah, very good. Yeah. yeah. We know how to put our chocolate together. Okay. This is another biggie. Listen carefully okay novelty jewelry none of this italian silver crap nothing no albanian silver no italian no nope. no nope. shops are filled with seasonal valentine's novelty. gifts which are specific to the day but try not to fall into the trap it's a trap, it's a trap. i have to say for valentine's day i did get some novelty condoms once and uh, the only problem was the novelty wore off yeah. oh i love this show it makes me very happy <sighs> So don't be doing that. Also, no. don't be getting them last-minute flowers that are half-wilted. Gas station. Like from the cemetery. And... I miss you, Mum, written on them. Yeah. As you've gone through the cemetery. Because you're only left with, like, leftovers, you know, and half the bouquet's dead anyway. Yeah. I Nobody miss you, wants Fritz. That. Here, there's nothing that says love like 
oh, I forgot. And here's what I could find on the way here as I was getting you this cheap chocolate. <laughs> I'm telling you right now that based on the blizzards we've had and the minus 70, 63 wind chill, there's no flowers in the cemetery right now. They're gone. Disappeared. Wow. Yeah. Maybe, nice. Maybe we could quick go after the show. Yes, we'll have a run Still around the time. cemetery. We see what we can find. Oh, call them funeral crashers. Funeral crashers. Yeah, I've got you a nice wreath for Valentine's Day. It's all the rage now. Valentine's Day wreath. There's got to be a heart. Yeah, I think I think the white lilies look good. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we are. God, in loving memory. In loving memory, yes. Of, of the time Just we spent together. Just memory. Yeah. Why is this ticket cut in half? It says in loving. I know, honey. <laughs> It's because I mean, in loving you, (laughs) somewhere on the sidewalk, there's a little little label that's just got memory written on it. God. Unwanted trinkets. You shouldn't be getting those. No, don't do it. I've got your ring, Why would you be getting a chicken? Because <laughs> Madame Morris tells all. This. Always this wants is... a chicken. I thought in this country you put like a quarter in a machine that goes, oh, yeah. and you get an egg. You do. And you've got a ring in it. Yeah, right. that was okay. my last marriage. <laughs> Lovely. The expert gifter suggests buying more meaningful and tasteful gifts instead of teddy bears and mugs and <sighs> branded merchandise. Get Don't your loved one that. 24 mm-hmm. roses. Yeah, yeah, God. yeah. Well, and the last thing. The very last One thing. More, is this is your your the death note. This is oh. my death rattle, is it? Do not. Do not. Whatever you do, get them a gym membership. <laughs> it's all about you, sweetheart. All about you. Pelotonic. I'm thinking about you. A colonic. Pelotonic. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> hey, babe. I got your gym membership, babes. Hey, Daddy. Babes, I got your gym membership, babes. Yeah. Uh, I just, that makes me Thinking cringe. about you, sweetheart. I know Don't she loves Don't celebrate your partner by giving them a gym membership. How are they supposed to feel desired? They wow. can't be. You well, tell them they're going to have to go. You leave this show with Monday, right? Your butt's huge. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> It makes me good at running. <laughs> wow. I can't believe that's the end of the show. I've got a whole stack what? of stories oh, here. I do too. We'll use them up next week. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother. This means you've come and found us somewhere in our archives. Thank you for coming to find us. We appreciate that. You're very tech savvy. I wouldn't know what to do, but you've managed to track us down. Why not tell your friends and family on your social media, you can cut and paste this link and say that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. This is the part of the show that if your mother's present and she's of a nervous disposition, she needs to be removed. If you have young minors, children running around, you might want to usher them up to bed with a glass of milk and a cookie would be my advice. You have been warned. Mrs. Hinch was left in hysterics after accidentally telling her 2.9 million followers that she uses Durex instead of Dulux on her walls. I don't know what that is. Well, I'm going to step in now and talk to you about cultural perspectives. This is Britishisms. Durex is the top-selling brand of condoms. In fact, they do such a good job at cornering the market that you would almost replace the word condom with a Durex. Almost really? like Hoover 
is used as vacuum cleaner. Yeah. They've cornered the market in condoms so well in prophylactics that people now interchange the brand name Durex to imply a condom. Dulux is a company that makes paint. That's where you would buy a can of paint. I've got some Dulux paint. I'm painting the walls. It's a paint company. Their adverts famously on the TV involve a big sheepdog. Do you know those big shaggy oh, English old English yeah. sheepdogs? That was yeah. the logo and the brand of Dulux. So let me read that oh, sentence yeah. again. Now I've provided with you some perspective. Mrs. Hinch was left in hysterics after accidentally telling her 2.9 million followers that she uses Durex instead of Dulux on her walls. See how now this becomes quizzical and comical. Yes. The cleaning sensation 29 has posted a beautiful shot of her grey, pristine hallway on her Instagram page and intended to help fans find the paint colour for themselves. Posting to her Instagram stories last night, Sophie Hinchcliffe, a.k.a. Mrs. Hinch, said the grey paint you can see on my most recent grid post is Chic Shadow from Durex. <laughs> Chic Shadow, hope that helps. Realising her blunder at mentioning the condom brand, the embarrassed mum of one uploaded another video, uncontrollably laughing. She said, oh gosh, I was going to delete the story, but I meant Dulux, not Durex. I think the radio signals have gone to my head. I don't know what to say. It's not the first time Mrs. Hinge has been left red-faced after accidentally recommending bum oil to her large following, what? not realising what it was. Virgin bum oil, that's always my favourite. Back in January, the then-pregnant star advised buying Walida Perineum Massage Oil, which you can get in Boots the Pharmacy for £9.95. She told her fans she planned to use it, saying, I'll give this one a go, seemingly not realising that the perineum separates the anus and the vagina. Which like is, a taint? Well, more like the way the White House press secretary operates. Oh! A oh, little bit of satire there. Have you seen what I've done? Have you yeah, seen what I did there? I liked it. Satire. That's not yeah. political. That's just that could, that's, that's funny, whichever party you, you follow. She then cringed after Googling the writing on the bottle there we go at least her husband never reached over in the middle of the night to the bedroom door and said i'm looking for a can of paint (laughs) michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round of not for your mother a nervous sex shop customer with a marked resemblance to rock and roll legend elvis presley Uh is the subject of a manhunt in new zealand he's left the building yes he has Police want to speak to the Elvis lookalike in connection with the theft of an imitation vagina. The Wait, theft of Elvis a... stole a vagina? Sure did. He was all shook up. Uh-huh. Wow. And he stole it from Peaches and Cream Adult Megastore in suburban Auckland. Peaches and Cream. Mm-hmm. Gonna be singing Jailhouse Rock. <laughs> Bend over. You're getting some Jailhouse Rock. You're the cutest jailbird I ever did sleep. That is strange, some of the lyrics to that song. Men incarcerated <laughs> together for long periods of time. You'll have True a enough. blue Christmas. <laughs> Staff member Kat Maher described the man as having black slick back hair and wearing large sunglasses and in a not very Elvis touch, an orange high visibility vest. Wow. 
Elvis is digging the road as we live and breathe in yes, Australia right now. Yes, he is. Cat told Stuff New Zealand that he had attempted to buy the sex toy, but when his credit card was declined, he said he was going to go and get another card. Instead, he snatched the vagina and ran out of the shop. See who said snatched? <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> He must have been young Elvis, because I don't think old Elvis can run too fast. No, I can't see him turning <laughs> a lick of speed, can you? It's really frustrating when this sort of thing happens, she said. So rude, and it ruins your day. She said the man had tried to distract her. He was very energetic and erratic, going around the shop, talking a lot. He brought a sex toy called... Nervous. Like a virgin. Oh, nice. Yeah, I see what you're No, it's it. Madonna and Yeah. <sighs> Elvis? Mm-hmm. Madonna and Elvis. I think he was just missing his coin purse. <laughs> okay. His gifting wallet. Oh, he just... <laughs> his gifting wallet. He just put the little coins in there like that. I have no clue what the two of you are talking about. I'm due back on planet Earth at any minute. No, I do apologize. It was a mouthy thing, right? It well, was... I think it's I don't think it has a mouth on it. I think it's just a vagina. Yes, I just think you get the uh, anatomy. The pocket. The pocket. Yeah, pocket. The gifting yeah. wallet. Hot pocket. Oh. It's hot pocket. Yeah. Yeah, it's it... still a coin purse. Yeah, exactly. You get rooting around for your change, you could be in trouble. Yeah, slide a credit card. You could keep a lot of stuff in there. Yes. A gun. Lipstick. <laughs> Napkin. A bomb. <laughs> a banana in case they get hungry. <laughs> Let's appeal later. Murray mints. <laughs> Let's play. What can I hide in my pocket? Yeah. We've read out stories where women yes, have we hidden did. guns up their and bits. A light bulb. Uh, there was a light bulb in my pocket. A yes. pickle. Yes. There's been many strange and wondrous Pepperoni. things put in places it shouldn't be going. <laughs> wow. Slim oh, Jim. Oh. oh. <laughs> Speaking to the New Zealand Herald, she added, He was really vivacious. I'm not here to judge anyone, but he comes in all really vivacious, and he blindsided me. She continued, I mean, I look like an idiot, but it happened so quick, and before I know it, he's running off down the street. I'm a bit over it, but I loves my job. Nice. Using a fake vagina in Heartbreak Hotel? (laughs) Oh, what the hell? Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you will see everything for yourself in glorious Technicolor. Miss Morris, you have the final story of the evening in the round that we call not for your mother. Guess what? What? I'm the only one that's on point tonight with the theme. Are you ready? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. You might be planning a night away with your significant other. What if I can get away from the wife I am? (laughs) Wow. That is, you know, if you don't get her cheap chocolate. Rat's chocolate. Rat hair. Rat hair chocolate. Baby Beckham frying pan. Gas station flowers. (laughs) Cat's Wee by Katie Price. That's right. So, and a vacuum cleaner. That yeah, you picked up on the, the ironing board. <laughs> With a red bow going horizontally across it. I've got it pictured in my mind. So oh. now you might actually be 
planning the night away. Each year, a great number of people do just this, and it results in some pretty interesting scenarios for staff at spas and hotels. Uh, You're welcome. Oh, my. Well, as well as grand declarations of love, that's what they call it nowadays, and marriage proposals, hotel workers have also witnessed some pretty awkward scenes and been asked some pretty downright bizarre questions by guests. Yes? Do I need the bucket? I don't think so, but I haven't read the whole story, so it's going to be a surprise to us all. Okay. Yes, you're getting it first for the first time as well, are you? That's right. Here are the most common requests and questions. Are you ready? I think so. The first one is, will I get aroused during a massage? Depends on their massage. Oh, stop it. What? Your nostrils have flared and the corner of your mouth has twitched upwards. I used to get a sports massage when I used to play semi-professional soccer. It was a big black woman. She had thumbs like a carpenter. And she used to mm. run her fingers up the back of my calf, almost against my shin bone. Tears. I'd have tears. I'd be biting on that massage couch, like removing... Do you remember the Westerns where they had to bite an arrow as they took the bullet out? Yeah. She threw me around that room like a pork chop, that woman. Unbelievable. <gasps> yeah, but you didn't ask to answer the question. No, I was in pain. I was crying tears of Pain's pain. Pain's your only friend now. Pain was my only friend. Pain. This is your house now. <laughs> Where you live. You're my wife now. You're my wife now. Dave. Dave, you're my wife now. But I can't have any children. Wow. Who <laughs> my insides are wrong? He said that way. <laughs> We got through quite a lot, didn't we? Yeah. I can't have children on my inside of them. <laughs> that took a turn, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Probably for the worse. Unbelievable. For some men, there might be nothing worse than getting an erection. <laughs> wow. At an inappropriate time. Can you get the knot out? But it's a very common problem, apparently, when you have a massage. Never happened to me, and I've had many massages. How about erections? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a different kettle of fish. One. <laughs> well, just tonight. Or... Uh, I've been sporting a chubby for the best part of 45 minutes. Oh, Chubs. I've used Dr. Faustus's chub oil for men, and it's right at the spot it has. Yeah. Great. Good. Whilst an erection can be an indicator of being physiologically aroused it does not necessarily indicate the presence of emotional or sexual desire so it's just like a stimulus and response kind of like one of those tappy knee things that make your Re- leg shoot reflexes. out <laughs> <laughs> i'll make your knee stretch out yeah. yeah the tappy knee thing so touch an active touch an active what it's the fun Paris... for all the family this yeah. Christmas. <laughs> From Parker. The parasympathetic nervous system and the okay. therapists often run... Therapists. <laughs> also run professional assessments to teach the body to separate the physiological response to touch from inappropriate sexual intentions <laughs> or knocking one out what? <laughs> keep going make it up yep. uh, don't in- touch it 
Inquiries nearly always peak around Valentine's Day for this, with many booking in for couples massages because you don't want to freak out your girlfriend or wife or, or your mother, lover or whatever. If yeah. you are having a massage with your mother, <laughs> mother you might be a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd treat her for Mother's Day. <laughs> on Valentine's Day. Two for Day. one, Mom. Two for one, Mom. <laughs> Good, Good God. God. <laughs> I did take my mother to a health spa once, but I took her with me dad. It well, was, yeah, because right, you're okay. normal. Yes, I got a bonus at work, and I thought I'll treat me parents. We'll spend the weekend at a health spa. I, up, I thought you were going to say I got a boner at work, <laughs> so I took so my I mom took and dad to a spa. spa. <laughs> <laughs> you're That's laughing. Nice. I was a teacher at the time. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Can't go back to that geography lesson. <sighs> Is it safe to have sex in a hot tub or pool? That's the next question. I've caught some terrible things from hot tubs in casinos Hepatitis over the years. C. Well, I was going bronchal, <laughs> bronchal pneumonia just to put that out there and clarify before you start going down those paths. Well, the that's th- a soup of germs and viruses. Never, ever, never ever. use a hot tub ever a soup in a hotel. Of hot butt juice. It's disgusting. Ugh. It's just like warm virus Toe germs. Jam. Oh, bloody Infection. disgusting. Toenails. Oh, just disgusting. Yeah. I've never gone in one and not come out of dog stick. But hair. I will not go oh, in one. It's one big stew of bum jelly. Yeah, it's Skin disgusting. Tags. tags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a skin tag. Floating <laughs> corns. Corn plaster. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck at the back of your throat, someone's corn plaster. <laughs> <laughs> it won't go up or down. It's just Thank stuck there. <laughs> That's gross. It is a big. It's like soup. a lifesaver in many ways, oh, aren't they? Wow. Pimple injections. Gross. Planters walk. <laughs> Those are speed bumps. What are those things? Hemorrhoids. <laughs> what are those things? <laughs> you know, the hemorrhoids. Lovely. Bum yeah. grapes. Ugh. Everything's in there. Well, the thought of steamy hot water and fast jet streams gets a lot of their customers excited. <coughs> so much that their phones and social media DMs have been filled with questions about whether they can have sex in them. See, Ugh. another reason. Hot. Steamy sex jelly. Sex, sex juice. Someone's sex jizz wee. Jizz and corn. Sex wee. <laughs> jizz and corn. Lovely. <laughs> the best double act of the Victorian uh. period musical. <laughs> jizz and corns. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Frank a... Jizz and Jasper Corns. Sounds like the double act for a concert. Nice. <laughs> now opener. Jizz and corn. Lovely. Ugh. Jizz and corn sounds like something they'd eat in Minnesota. Oh, that's what you call a lot of hot dish, don't you? Disgusting. The food in Minnesota is bloody awful. Wow. It's all boiled fish and tater tots and just... (laughs) Corn plasters. Disgusting. It's got Uh, no redeeming... Name me one decent food that comes out of Minnesota. I dare you. Steak. Not really. Swedish meatballs. Again, not going to... We're gonna we're taking Swedish meatballs, are we, on the world culinary yes. stage? 
I'm still waiting. I don't want a blood sausage. I love blood sausage. Ooh. Well, the night's still a young. A nice, fresh walleye. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a walleye. I'll give you a walleye, but then there's other states that have amazing fish that will yeah, along the coastline. Yeah, I know, but... You know, you're competing with Maine Lobster at that yeah. point. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, okay, I'll give you a walleye. Corn. No. <laughs> no, yeah. not going to happen. So, well, everywhere beans. looks like that scene from North by Northwest. Oh, yeah. Where Cary Grant's running through a bloody cornfield with a crop sprayer. Everything mm-hmm. looks like that. Honestly, I'm looking for roadkill with some variety just to drive along. Wow. I can relax a little now. There. Are, Are you we ready? Still on the hot no, tub? she's still going no, through we're it. More. Oh. We're more. While it may look like a romantic thing to do, it's neither advised or allowed in most establishments. Plus, having sex in hot water comes with added health risks such as rashes and yeast infections. Lovely. Lovely. That's right. Get some yogurt on that. Oh, get the jet on your rash. (laughs) (laughs) How many times has that been said to you on the first night of a date? Wow, it's disgusting. (laughs) The jet on your rash. (laughs) Itch it. (laughs) (laughs) I bet there's not a single person listening to this now who's ever going to go in a hot tub ever again. Yeah, don't do it. Leave it clean for me. Our work is done. (laughs) Yes. I've seen a film on top of them. People have very oily skin, don't they, sometimes? Oh, it does look like a foam. Spume. Yeah. Spume spume flying in all directions. Dead mermaids. (laughs) Dead mermaid spume. Disgusting. That foam is kind of nasty. It's awful. Yeah. It's just a big chemical stew. It's disgusting. And then you come out with it all covered all over your body. Stop it. It's like dried cum. What? Gross. Yes. We're not talking this up, are we? Oh, you got, I want to go to the bar. Hurry up. I got more, but you're the one that carried it on. Okay. Room service with extra spice. From oysters to asparagus, hotel staff are inundated with requests for all sorts of aphrodisiacs to be sent to their rooms. I'll have a plate of asparagus, please. Room 304. Great. Staff note that room service requests tend to peak during this time as guests are less likely to leave their room. Yep. They're chained to the bed, that's why. Yeah. I'll yeah. feed it to you. Furry handcuffs. <laughs> Great. I'll feed it to you. Yeah. One hotel manager adds that they recently had a guest inquire online as to whether they could have their room service brought to them by butlers in the buff. Oh, please. Can you imagine so, going up in the elevator from the lobby, start naked with a plate of broccoli? <laughs> How weird. With a hole in the platter. <laughs> <laughs> it's my dick in a box. <laughs> I've done your sauerkraut and sausage, sweetheart, because we're in Minnesota. Oh, uh, we call those. What are those? German girls love sauerkraut. What is that? Ring bologna. Ring bologna. A bologna. Bologna. Ring bologna. I like bologna. Ring bologna. <laughs> Sounds like an Italian racing driver. Yeah. Nice. Well, as well as all this, they actually say they've been asked to leave some interesting items in bedrooms, including buckets of ice, which is normal. Yeah. Whipping cream. Me. Okay. Melted chocolate. Me. Melted. And even hot wax. Well, hot worms. <laughs> heat it, heat it up yourself. I need a jar of hot worms, room 308. <laughs> I just saw the 40-year-old virgin flash through. That's right. <laughs> Bring a jar of hot worms, quick. 
they also asked for some cheeky channels. Okay. Although most hotels offer a wide selection of television channels, some of them just don't cut it for the guest staff. Say they have had high volumes of requests for adult entertainment as well as demand for Netflix. With a lot of chill expected to be in the cards. Yeah, Netflix. Yeah, Could Netflix. Could you be getting, getting it on to Baby Yoda? Is that Why possible? Why don't you just get Skinamax? After uh, 11 o'clock at night, they always play those almost racy movies. <laughs> Can't really see anything. You can watch them from the hot tub. Nice. Yay. With your strawberry daiquiri. Lovely. And then number five <gasps> is Let's Get It On. A number of clients have asked for a sexy music playlist to be put on while they're getting spa treatments including hits from Marvin Gaye and a lot of smooth Heard it through R&B. the bum grapes. <laughs> oh, fudge. And the final <laughs> request. The bum grapes. Stop it. <laughs> and the final thing is they request soundproof walls. <laughs> Bookings at busier spa hotels often have an array of unusual requests. Bark like a dog, monkey woman. But one... <laughs> monkey woman. What? Just remembering my honeymoon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good for you. Get out the gimp. Crossing those barriers. You chimpanzee. <laughs> <sighs> Happy days. Well, a lot of customers want to go about their business without having to be worried about being heard. Things tend to get a little bit noisy. So There you go. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'd like a peephole bra or no, sir. This is a health spa. You decide go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. It is myself. I've scored <gasps> For this week, I get a haunted map and a car rental somewhere in Kent for the week. So that's good news for me. In second place tonight is Madam Morris. She scored five. She gets a night in a ghostly shop with a haunted auditor. So spooky stock taking for everyone. But our first place resplendent winner tonight, winning the $33,000 IR camera, is Michelle, who scored herself a rather sexy seven on our Valentine's evening special. She gets a perfect Valentine's Day set of gifts. She gets Catwee. By Katie Price, the David Beckham frying pan, and Rhett's Head Chocolate. What more Yay, could a woman I want love it. in life? Do not fear this. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show. And feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And now you can jump straight over to SoundCloud.com. Search for MQTA Radio. And you can hear an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Tom Drain, and Michelle Corey, and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group of MUFON of Minnesota. You've been listening to MQTA, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. Have a great Valentine's night. Good night. Happy Valentine's Day.